The Buccaneers injury report is lengthy, but positive. Are the Bucs legitimately as healthy as they have been all year? And we tell you whether or not Byron Leftwich lost his shot at becoming a head coach. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Buccaneers free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you are watching live. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Finally reunited with my co-host, Mr. David Harrison. Of course, you can find his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com and follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thank you again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers claim, James, that they're as healthy as they have ever been before. No, not quite that extreme, but hell, as healthy as they've been. This season, um, <laughs> this season's all that exists. Okay, that uh, is true. That being said, there is an extensive injury report, uh, or practice report, injury list, whatever you want to call it, uh, put out by the Buccaneers on Friday. We got an update, uh, still one more update to come before kickoff. We will cover that in our final, final game preview of the week, which will drop uh, sometime this weekend or Monday morning. One person did not practice, James. Out of all these players, only one guy didn't practice. Nick the Malingerer Leverett. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually calling him a Malingerer. Nick Leverett, offensive lineman, knee slash shoulder, which he was downgraded from being a limited participant earlier in the week. James Yarko has a backup, backup center ever been more important than Nick Leverett is right now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely not, and I get the feeling that's why he didn't practice on Friday. He is banged up with the knee and shoulder issue. Let him rest. I realized that they could put in there, you know, rest day, but because of the injuries, the coaches can just make that decision, say, you know what, take the day off. We may very well may need you on Monday. Go ahead and rest up, take the day off get back at it, you know, back in your limited capacity tomorrow and and don't worry about a thing. But yeah, I mean, Nick Leverett has has stepped up in such a huge way for the Buccaneers this year. Luke Gedeke was not good. Like there's no other way to put it. And and he seems like a great person and I really want him to succeed, but he is he was not good this year and Nick Leverett stepped up, took over that job and has played really really solid football. Uh, if Robert Hainsey were to go down again and Nick Leverett's not available, oh man, uh, things can yeah. get real ugly real fast in rage. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Francisco in the live chat on YouTube. Shout out to Logan of Noel Game Day in, in the live chat as well. By the way, everybody, Logan is also my boss at Bucks Game Day. And uh, so if you want Logan to give me a raise, put it in 
the comments. If you want Logan to give me a, a demotion, just say nothing and watch the show. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, yeah, listen, uh, Nick Leverett is absolutely crucial in this situation because I don't think anybody really expects Ryan Jensen to play in wildcard weekend, which means that Robert Hainsey's injury is more concerning. And if Robert Hainsey were to aggravate that, like you said, or go down, Nick Leverett is, I mean, presumably, right, the next guy up. So if he's not there, I don't even know. Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe? I don't know. I don't know who the emergency center is in, in this Devin situation. Devin Tompkins. Devin Tompkins. Let's, let's line him up. Um, so, yeah, absolutely something critical, you know, something worth uh, watching. Uh, you know, Francisco mentioned that games are one in the trenches. You know, yeah, I mean, we would love for Luke to step up. Uh, I don't know that's going to happen this year, to be quite honest with you. If he was going to step up, he probably already would have done it. We also had some players limited. Speaking of Robert Hainsey with that hamstring injury, he was limited in practice on Friday. Tight end Kyle Rudolph was limited in practice on Friday, but that's actually an upgrade from his status the day before safety, Logan Ryan uh, and nose tackle Vita Vea were also limited. Now, Robert Hainsey, we've already discussed the importance of having him, right? Your starter starting center for, for, I mean, that's really kind of what he, that's what he's been all season long, your starting center. So it's obviously important to have him, but James out of the other three, Kyle Rudolph, Logan Ryan, Vita Vea, if you can wave a magic wand, who do you make sure is playing on Sunday and why is it Vita Vea? Uh, yeah, there's no question it's Vita Vea. I'm questioning what his conditioning is like. Can Vita Vea play every snap of the game if Robert Hainsey goes down and also be the center? That is my main focus at this point. Uh, can Vita Vea be both nose tackle and center against the Dallas Cowboys? Because now I'm terrified. And I've been I've been pumping the tires saying, you know, I, I really think if the Bucs get in the playoffs, Ryan Jensen will be back and and nothing is pointing to the fact that that is going to happen. Um, you know, he's still participating. Sarah Walsh of, of NFL Network said that he looked really good, but we just don't know. But yeah, Vita Vea is crucial to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do defensively. He's crucial in the pass rush. He's crucial in run stopping. And when he and Akeem Hicks are lined up next to each other, the Bucs are five and one and they were lined up next to each other against the Dallas Cowboys in week one. And they absolutely destroyed Ezekiel Ewok and in Tony Pollard in the run game. And you have to have him on the field. He is vital to the success of the Bucs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone asked in the live chat, why would the Buccaneers activate Ryan Jensen if they're not going to play him? So a little bit of contextual uh, conversation here. The Buccaneers haven't activated Ryan Jensen per se. They they activated him to practice, right? They activated his 21-day window to return, which would he would then be active, if that makes sense. Um, if I remember correctly, December 29th was was when they activated him, which means they have till what, I don't know, January math the, the uh, to official, actually bring him back. The official date that he has to be activated to the 53-man roster or he is – out for the year, no questions asked, no take backs, no anything is January 18th. There you so, go. So if he misses this game. The Bucks have until next Wednesday to right. officially activate him back to the 53 man roster or his season is done. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, they either have to activate him or put him on season ending hire. That's, that's their only option. So he'll be activated before then. They, they're not going to start his window unless they're pretty much sure that he's going to be able to come back. So, um, Again, wildcard weekend, probably not going to happen. Divisional round, we will see that to get past the Dallas Cowboys. Good news is, James, full participants on Friday. Carlton Davis, Mike Edwards, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, John Mulshan. Maybe maybe he's the, I don't know, third center. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting, Carl Nassib, Keanu Neal, 
Donovan Smith, who uh, somebody, Francisco, says all eyes are going to be on Donovan Smith against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, as they should be every single week. Yeah, and then as far as the full participants, you you just have to be elated uh, seeing the secondary all being full participants. Antoine Woodfield Jr. talked about it with the media and, and how important it is that they have everybody back in the secondary, especially for this game, especially for the playoffs. And Antoine even said that his dad called him and congratulated him on making the playoffs and, and stressed to him exactly how difficult it is to get there and said, don't, you know, don't worry about the fact that you got there at eight and nine, who cares? It's so hard to get there, but Antoine Winfield Jr. Is a lucky charm and the Bucks since drafting Antoine Winfield Jr. Have made the playoffs every year. Who needs Brady when you have Antoine? Uh, you definitely want Brady. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gary in the live chat says it'll be, it'll be, it'll be wild. I was going to say insane. It'll be wild. If Ryan Jensen does not get activated. Uh, absolutely. That would be a coaching decision mistake of the, the, the wildest uh, extent. And, and, but remember too, like just because you activate to the 53, that's where your question, uh, Francisco, I think would come in because if he's activated to the 53, but then still inactive for the yeah. divisional round, then you kind of wonder like, well, why did you bring him back as early as you did? But hopefully we don't have to cross uh, that bridge. Gary also asked what happened to Cyril Grayson, our dude, Cyril Grayson, uh, training camp guest of Locked on Bucks. Uh, he's a free agent. That's what happened to Cyril yeah. Grayson. Uh, that's that's the business. That's the National Football League. But we are going to talk about some more business in the National Football League. James, coaching searches are well underway. And there's one name that is very, very noticeably absent from the hunt. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently and by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you are looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year because I have put on those holiday pounds, but I'm also the kind of guy that I want sweets all the time. So with Built, healthy is actually tasty. They do legitimately taste like a candy bar, and they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes them so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for the mailman to bring you that box 
For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank us later. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day. We're about to get into some coaching searches, conversations, which is kind of weird because the Buccaneers are still playing football, but it applies. Trust me. Subscribe to Locked On NFL podcast as well. Get daily conversation on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. James Yarko. The question of this segment is going to be, is it justified that Byron left, which is head coaching stock has uh, all but disappeared. I mean, it's evaporated. It's gone. It, yeah. it is literally it is non-existent. It is literally gone. USA Today listed 13 head coach candidates for uh, the, the upcoming NFL offseason frenzy on January 9th. So as we're broadcasting this four days ago, Byron left, which was not on that list at all. Not even an honorable mention. Sports Illustrated listed 11 candidates, no left which. CBS Sports listed six coaching candidates, no left which. CBS Sports put, here's some other notable names that we didn't put on our list. Left which wasn't even in that category. Uh, in fact, the only one that I can find left which, or only, only, only coach search article I can find left which being mentioned in or by an expert is NFL.com, who doesn't list him as a candidate, but mentions that he is one of two Offensive coordinators who have had coaching rumors spread around them who currently does not have a head coaching job that is a minority in the National Football League. That's that's it. That's literally, and it's basically the NFL.com saying Byron Left, which is a minority, he's not a head coach. Uh, one and one equals two. So, what do you think about the fact that Byron Left, which again, last year, not the hottest candidate, right? But he had some multiple suitors, was we, seemingly we close to a was... job, and was thought to be, well, if it's not this year, next year. But now, this year, next year is this year. And looks like maybe next year might be his year. Well, we thought that Byron had one foot already in the Jaguars facility when they were doing their coaching search. We were even talking about it with Tony Wiggins, the the host of Locked on Jaguars. We thought it was a done deal, that it was about to happen. Um, The fact that he is not mentioned in any of these lists is not a surprise in the slightest. He had an opportunity to capitalize off of two incredible years, including a Super Bowl run, to parlay that into a head coaching job. Now, it's been all him. There's been no Bruce Arians hanging over him. Whether or not you believe that Bruce Arians would interject and call some shots and and do this or that is completely beside the point. We know now it's Byron. And what has the result been? The Buccaneers of 2021 averaged 30.1 points per game. The Buccaneers of 2022, 18.4. You're talking about a difference of 12 points a game. This is a team that won the NFC South at eight and nine. And guess what? Of those nine losses, six of them, six of them were within a 12 point range. So if you have the offense that you have last year, Chances are, even if you only win half of those games, that puts you at 11 and and six. So 
or I'm sorry. Yeah. 11 and six. So you're still the four seed, but you're not labeled the division winner with a losing record. And even that's only winning half of those games based off of the points that you were scoring last year. Yeah. There's going to be some duds mixed in there, but you probably could have won more. you you take a look at the chiefs game. They lose that by 10. Okay. Maybe that's still a loss, but you have, numerous games now where it was single digit margins of of loss for the buccaneers you could be talking about a team that's 13 and 4 but the offense took such a huge dive who are you going to point the finger at you're not going to point it at tom brady you can point it a little bit at the offensive line but the weapons are the same the running back you know, the starting running back is the same. Plus you upgraded the other running back there with him because Rashad White is far superior to Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. So the blame goes to the offensive coordinator when you lose 12 points a game. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's that's just the facts of it right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pepper in a little bit, and, and this isn't something that we know, you know, intimately, but this is something the NFL coach coaching circles and personnel circles will talk about as this process continues is, how much is truly Byron and how much is Todd Bowles? We talked about this recently on the show that Bruce Arians, again, much more player-friendly, kind of wants to do what his quarterback wants to do, while Todd Bowles is much more coach-friendly wants the players to do what the coaches want them to do. And I wonder how much Todd Bowles is telling Byron Leftwich, Tom and the offense are going to do more of what you say, and oh, by the way, here's what you're going to say. So while Byron's like 50% in control of the offense right now, and he used to be maybe 20% in control of the offense, that 50% that he's in charge of, maybe 50% of that is actually Todd Bowles telling him how the strategy is going to work. So it, it, there's a lot of layers to this thing, but I think the bottom line is most of these most of these lists and most of these experts talking because they have some kind of behind-the-scenes type of information that they're using to build these lists, and it's showing you that Byron Leftwich is just not getting the burn that he once was. But I do want to go and flip this to another part. If Byron Leftwich were to get a shot, so let's just say – the Buccaneers go through a playoff run. Maybe they get back to the Super Bowl and the offense just lights it up. And everybody's like, oh, man, Byron left, which once again, you are a genius in uh, in the flesh. There are five teams that obviously kind of need a new, a new head coach. Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals, Indianapolis Colts, Denver Broncos, and the Houston Texans. Where would you, in the spirit of wanting Byron to be successful as a head coach, where would you want to see him land? Well, real quick before I answer that, I want to answer the the comment from Russ we have up on the screen. Antonio Brown played seven games, all right? He, he played seven games. He didn't factor in nearly as much as people want him to, you know, factor into. Gronk, obviously a, a huge loss for Brady this year. But back to Byron, um, I would say the, the team that best suits Byron Leftwich and honestly gives him the, the best opportunity for success is the Indianapolis Colts. You take a look at the way Byron wants to attack the game, and a lot of it is running the ball. And and I don't see a team listed that has a head coaching vacancy that has a running back anywhere close to being in the stratosphere of Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line in Indianapolis took a little bit of a step back, and they have a quarterback search to do, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Byron to go in there as the head coach bring in his own quarterback, Bryce Young, maybe if they trade up but or say we'll trade up, and they can basically build this system together. 
Byron Leftwich's offense stems from Bruce Arians' offense. And Bruce mm-hmm. Arians' offense, the majority of what we have seen him do was built with him and Ben Roethlisberger. They built that offense together. And it was it helped skyrocket the Pittsburgh Steelers to winning a Super Bowl. So I think based on the pieces that they have in Indianapolis, that is the team that best suits Byron's style of offense. And then their defense just needs to get healthy. They suffered a ton of injuries. Uh, you know, the defense is, is going to be fine, but I would, I would say the Colts. Yeah. I, I would say the Colts too. And for a lot of reasons you just said, I think that when healthy, the defense is one of the better units in the national football league certainly has good bones. Uh, the offensive line is solid to above average. And you know, like you said, one of the best running backs in the national football, league. you just got to install the right quarterback. And, and just for anybody out there thinking, well, the Buccaneers are getting ready to play a playoff game. So that's why he's not interviewing for any of these jobs. Uh, D'Amico Ryan of the 49ers, Joe Horitz of the Ravens, Ken Dorsey of the Bills, Mike Kafka of the Giants, Kellen Moore of the Cowboys, Stane Steichen of the Eagles, Sean Desai of the Seahawks, Dan Quinn of the Cowboys, Jonathan Gannon of the Eagles, Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs, Malik Boyd of the Bills, and Rand Carthon of the 49ers have all interviewed or have already been officially requested for interviews. This has nothing to do with the playoffs. Yeah, it it certainly doesn't. Like I said, Byron pretty much torpedoed uh, his opportunity to to even interview for some of these head coaching vacancies by the enormous steps backwards that the offense took. So with that, we are going to take a look at some of those coaches and their playoff matchups coming up in just a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts wrapping things up here on a friday edition of the locked on bucks podcast and real quick i'm i'm getting some hate in the chat it's fine it's whatever but in terms of a, of a team that was putting up 30 points a game antonio brown played in seven games 545 yards four touchdowns he did not impact their points per game that much the majority of the work was done by Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, and Gronk when he was when he was healthy. But uh, a quick question from Gary, though: Do do you think Byron Left was so not not only is Byron Left which not getting head coaching love, right? But let's let's put this on the other side: Is Byron Left which the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in twenty twenty three? I say right now, yes. Uh, I I know like. Our, our buddy Scott Reynolds over at Pewter Report believes that Byron Leftwich is gone after this season. They, it would be justified if they move on. Then the question becomes, who do you replace him with? Uh, is Byron out the door if Brady is out the door and they kind of start over with an offensive coordinator and a, a new quarterback that, that grow together? But I would say right now, uh, I would, I'd give it a 85% likelihood that byron left which is back next year all right yeah i mean look coaching staffs and, and I, honestly i'm going to lean on todd bowles old own comments of throughout the season of wanting to be in first place wanting to be in the playoff chase wanting to be in the division title hunt they won the division title that's what you want to do 
believe it or not, this coaching staff is calling this regular season a success because they won the division and they're in the playoffs. So if that's true, uh, Byron Leftwich might be sticking around a little bit, James. But uh, that's that's for a later date. Hopefully a much later date because the Buccaneers have a wild card playoff game this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys. And if they win it, then they will continue to play and they will move on to the divisional round where uh, possibly going to Philadelphia, possibly I'll be going to Philadelphia. We'll see how things uh, turn out. Super wild card round starts on Saturday. We've got two games. Let's make our predictions for those games here to wrap up this episode. Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco favored by nine and a half. James, I am taking the fighting Brock Purdy's in this game. The fighting Geno Smith's are going to finally write back to all those people who wrote Geno off all those years ago. Who do you got? I will also take the 49ers because uh, Brock is pretty, pretty good. But so is the defense. Brock is pretty, pretty good. Chargers at Jaguars. Los Angeles is favored by two and a half points on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, despite the fact that Mike Williams is not expected to play in this game. The Chargers defense has been very suspect. The Jaguars have actually been on on a recent kind of tear. Despite all that, I'm with the odds makers here. I'm taking the Chargers, and Justin, too soon to be called an MVP candidate, Herbert? Um, I wanted to take the Chargers because I love Austin Eckler. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's criminally overlooked and underappreciated whenever the discussion of running backs comes up. But something special about this Jaguars team. Travis Etienne has looked fantastic. Trevor Lawrence in his entire life has never lost on a Saturday. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with the, this is my, my upset pick of the weekend. I'm, I'm taking the Jags. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sold on the Jags, but to be, I'm not sold on the Chargers either. I still remember our discussions preseason where the Chargers were supposed to be a Super Bowl favorite and Justin Herbert was supposed to be an MVP favorite. And we were sitting here on lockdown bucks going, what have, what have they done? Exactly. They've made it to the playoffs yet. And, well, congrats. They made it to the playoffs, but guess what? Trevor Lawrence hosting a playoff game before Justin Herbert is hosting a playoff game. Trevor Lawrence wasn't an MVP candidate in the preseason. So uh, a lot going on there. I, I Again, I don't necessarily believe in either of these teams, but I believe in Justin Herbert, honestly, just a little bit more than Trevor Lawrence, although I don't think he's MVP caliber. Uh, Clack in the comments going Niners, Jags. So he is uh, on James's side there. Moving to Sunday, Dolphins at Bills, the sexiest game on the schedule until Tua Tagovailoa is officially ruled out. Now the Bills are favored by 13 and a half. I got the Bills. James has the Bills. We're going to move on. Giants at Vikings. Vikings favored by three. James, I am in support of Locked On Packers host Peter Bukowski on this one. The Vikings are frauds. Give me the Giants. The Vikings might be the worst 13-win football team ever. Ever. However, they might be the worst football team to win 13 games in two seasons combined, even. No, they're not That's that. That's a stretch. Um, I will take the Vikings to win against the Giants at home. I, I realize that Kirk Cousins is like 12 and 22 in primetime and playoff games. Uh, this is not a one o'clock game, so we're not going to get one o'clock Cousins, which seems to be the best version. But when you take a look at the overall talent of each roster, I will take the more talented team 
to win this game. And without a doubt, the more talented team is the Minnesota Vikings. So yeah. I'll go ahead and take them just to turn around and pick against them in the divisional round. Yeah. Clack is uh, officially certified or uh, confirmed to be James Jarko's burner YouTube account. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals favored by eight and a half. I am taking Ohio State Buckeye legend Joe Burrow to win this wild card matchup, especially with the Baltimore Ravens probably playing with their third string quarterback. Ohio State fans claiming Joe Burrow is like Buccaneers fans claiming Steve Young and Bo Jackson. It doesn't work that way. Dude never took a snap. Uh, but yes, I, I will take I, I will take Joe Burrow in this matchup. In fact, uh, I just set my prediction. I know before. you will, because Clack, you are Clack, and Clack just wrote Bengals in the live chat. So I'm not Clack. Obviously, I'm, you I'm are sorry. taking Bengals. Uh, before we recorded, I had to send my prediction over to James Rapine, host of Locked on Bengals, and my boss over at AllBengals.com. And uh, I picked the Bengals to win this one 34 to 10. This mm. is going to be a beatdown. Yeah. That's a, that's a big margin. I don't have to make a score prediction, so I'm not going to. Um, I predict that Lamar Jackson will have a lot of money and probably won't be doing it in Baltimore next season. Uh, I have the Buccaneers winning this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys by a score that I said on the crossover episode, and I don't remember off the top of my head right now, so I'm not going to say that. But, James, you will be making your prediction for the wild card matchup Monday Night Football, Tom Brady, and the Dallas Cowboys. That is why this game is on Monday Night Football. Uh, you will be making that on our final preview episode of this game coming Sunday for you YouTubers, Monday morning, bright and early for you audio people. Um, we had a question about whether or not the Buccaneers will be able to run against the Dallas Cowboys defense. We will answer that question on that preview episode, oh, and yeah, we will we dive into bold predictions, key players, all of them things, what we're confident in, what we're concerned about, as we normally do as we get ready for the Buccaneers to make their run to their third Lombardi in franchise history. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw out one more prediction on this one. I predict that you are wrong about Lamar Jackson next season because he's going to be playing under the franchise tag for the Baltimore Ravens. That's then he'll make a lot of money with another team. So you're just one year early on your prediction. Accepted. <laughs> With that, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. For your second listen, make sure you are checking out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights that you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back with our final preview episode on, as David said, Sunday for you YouTubers, Monday for you audio folks, we love all of you equally, and we are excited to bring you this super wild card preview episode. Until then, check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, Fire the cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.